Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Pastor John C., pastor of Frederick Baptist Church from Frederick, Maryland, and preaching for us in College Chapel and preached at Northwest Bible Baptist Church as well for our old-fashioned Sunday, and we certainly appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We uh, were talking before about child rearing, and we're doing another separate episode now, just on a slightly different Mm -hmm. bent. Um, I kind of motivated this, um, this thought when we were conversing back and forth before you arrived about just child rearing. And in my situation, I have a daughter who's mm-hmm. just turned 12, and I'm realizing that, man, she's becoming an adult woman mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. And um, I I noticed that she turns heads sometimes. <laughs> and that, as a oh, father, yes. that scares me. That bothers me. <laughs> yeah. And my wife and I discuss uh, it like, you know, I think that boy likes her oh, or whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. man, I don't even want to. I yeah. don't even want to. And so the, the title that I just, I threw out at you, and we're, yeah. I don't know if this kind of launches into the thoughts, but it's help, my daughter is courting. <laughs> because you had been there yes. with three of your daughters, right. uh, and uh, one or two of them are already married. One's married. One's married. Yeah. Uh, and one's engaged. Yes. And uh, soon to be married in the next, in the spring, I imagine. In February. February. Okay. It's quickly approaching. Yeah. And so I want you to talk to us about yeah. those transitions. I've got six more years before my daughter is 18, (laughs) and what in the world do I do between now and then to prepare her? And even through those times of transition, how can I help her? Yeah, and and that's a a great question because we're learning on the job. Sure, yeah. That's the tough part about parenting. You're experiencing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I've often think, well, I wish, you know— could I not? Could I have the the knowledge that we have later on in life sure. when you need it when you're first raising your children? Yeah. But um, I think there are a few things that again we there were things that you know we were able to glean from and 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 I advise young parents sometimes to maybe look out at families mm-hmm. that seem to have it together where there's good communication where there's function mm-hmm. where they they enjoy each other there's trust. And they're serving the Lord. They're mm-hmm. doing what's right, and um, you know that that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen accidentally. Sure. You know they're that, and even if these people established that, you know, instinctively, mm-hmm. but they did some things that made that happen. And so there are some common denominators, and this will get into your your initial question that I believe helps us with that. And one was that you know the 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 importance of the will of the child being broken early as possible. Sometimes parents worry about breaking the spirit of their child. Well, you know, that's you do that by abusing. Sure. But typically when you break the will of a child where they learn to be under authority, you know, from the time they're real little. I mean, kids, it doesn't take long for them to know, no, mine. Sure. Yeah. You know, and to cry when they're not getting what they want. And so understanding the need for, you know, in that, that young age, by the time before they're, you know, an adolescent, by the time they're three or four, you know, the goal, our goal was always that their their will was broken in the mm-hmm. sense that they, they not that they, not that being strong willed is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I love a strong willed person. Yeah. And all our kids are, they're all strong willed. Well, but, if they're not strong willed, they're going to be a pushover as a Christian. And their mother and I are strong willed. Yeah. And it's a good thing, mm-hmm. you know, because that's who, that gets things done. And, but, but, but having the will broken mm-hmm. and humbled. And then that allowed us then to begin to court them in the sense that I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, they follow our instructions. Mm-hmm. Not to say they weren't still getting in trouble and they still weren't being sure. stubborn and having their issues and all that. They were. They always were. But, but the sense that they would follow my instructions. I wouldn't have to qualify my orders. I didn't have to repeat myself over and over again. You know, I didn't have to neg- 
never negotiated with our children. Mm-hmm. We never negotiated with our children. You know, it wasn't a deal. We weren't making deals with them. You do this sure. and I'll do that and, you know, bribing them, incentivizing them just to do what they're supposed to do. And, uh, but, but that's where the will being broken. And then, but we'd court them. But then from the time they were like in kindergarten to the time that before, before teenage years, we were going after their heart now. Mm-hmm. Now that their will was broken, now we're wanting to build a heart relationship with our children. So you're, you're dividing up their childhood. Into yeah, segments. yeah. Well, we're this now, is our goal here. Yeah, now, our, our, now goal our goal here. is, hey, Got we it. want to have a good, loving, close relationship where, where our children love being with us and we love being with our kids, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and we actually enjoy that time together. And they, they knew that mom and dad loved them and they were secure mm-hmm. and safe. You know, they, didn't, they knew dad loved them. They knew mom loved them. My girls knew that daddy, we're talking about daughters now, daddy was in their life in a meaningful way mm-hmm. and daddy loved them and they were secure with a man. They were secure uh, with a strong man. Uh, and, and then so we become a pattern of what they're looking for. Got it. Yeah. See that, that, and that's that dad relationship with our daughters that's so vital, because we become their exhibit A. You know, and and and, a, and this is another transition. We'll talk about where mm-hmm. nobody can do it like daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. now for the longest time, I want them to think that. Yeah. Nobody can do it like daddy. My dad can beat up your yeah. dad. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm okay with that for a while. Yeah. Because you know, it, there, it, it, when there, when it's not time for that to change, I want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Or we're their hero, mm-hmm. but you got to be there emotionally with them too, and you got to, you know, and that's where that courting their heart, where, where if our children do wrong, they, they, it bothers them more that they hurt their parent, then they broke wrong and get in trouble. I don't want our children at at by this is before they're teenagers, mm-hmm. nine, ten, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven years of age, where you know uh, they we didn't want them just to look at the letter of the law. And try to not get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, because think, think about a relationship with Christ. I mean, He doesn't want us just serving Him so we don't get swatted. Sure. Though we will get swatted mm-hmm. if we we'll get chastised if we're mm-hmm. out of His will. But there's more than that. You know, it talks. And I think Ephesians talks about serving Him as dear children. Yes. Well, and that's what we wanted to have. Well, then, and so by the time they get to teenagers, we're already their will's already broken in the sense mm-hmm. that they're under authority, and they function well under authority. Uh, then also there's the, the relationships that need to be secured, the most fundamental are in the home, mm-hmm. where we, we've established a peer pressure within our own home, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a social structure in our own home. Okay, so now then they're becoming teenagers where it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. You know, especially once they interact with a lot of other teenagers. And now there's a lot more influences from, and now, from and, outside. And girls, you know, they do mature a little quicker than boys. That is true. Yeah. And they'll get noticed, and they, then they think boys are cute, and boys mm-hmm. think they're pretty. And, I mean, that's natural, mm-hmm. you know. And in, in our day and time, yeah, you, we're like, we're almost glad of when we see our kids, you know, uh, you know, the boys, our boys like girls yeah. and our girls like boys and all that. It's a, it's, it's I did something right. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but the idea was that there's a time for everything. Sure. And so, you know, we, we never punished that, which was this part of growing up in the mm-hmm. sense if a girl thought a boy was cute, we didn't shame them for that or, sure. you know, whatever, but they just right, knew, knew during the teenage years that the, the, these were times that we wanted to develop a friendship where we could have, we could have our influence on, on their thinking. Got it. So it went from breaking the will, get their heart, now you're going for their mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, and helping them to, helping them to, because, to, you know, kids want to be liked mm-hmm. often more than they want to be loved. Think about why do teenagers hang around teenagers and want to be around their friends all the time? Mm-hmm. Now they know mom and dad love them more. Sure. But they, 
they want to be liked. Yeah. Teenagers, they want to be liked. They need that status. They do. Yeah. And so we, we, we built a like relationship with, mm-hmm. with our kids. We love them and we like them. Like I liked my kids. Now, they, it wasn't always easy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and, but yeah. we, we built a like relationship. And so we're, you know, we're somewhat of friends in the sense. Now, I'm not their buddy. And my wife wasn't like their girlfriend. And mm-hmm. you were trying to go become like their age. Sure. You know, we owned our adult age and our, you know, my, my corny stage of life, you know, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And that kind of goes back to our previous episode where you were yeah. bringing your kids up into the adult yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're having influence on, 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 on their thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, so when it comes to relationships, for instance, we talked about relationships when they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. We talked about, you know, it's being the right person, you know, finding the right person is more about being the right person. Mm-hmm. You know, you That's need good. to, you need to, there are things you need to work on. This is, this is the age where you're working on preparing yourself for. It's not about them. It's about you. you. Let's right. Get you right. 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 Yeah. And, you know, if a boy thinks you're cute or, you know, you know, that's, don't, don't get, don't get flattered by that. Don't yeah. lose your mind over that, yeah. you know, because it's just right now there are things, bigger things you need to be working on mm-hmm. and get distracted. In a, in, a, in a relationship, then you see a lot of teens get involved in relationships that are going to go nowhere. Sure. The percentage of them go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, but to, so much emotional time is spent on that. And um, so, you know, we, we uh, uh, so they, you know, I think we were we, during the teenage years, we would talk about relationships. We would talk about, you know, you know, just what it means to to try to become that right person and 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 what it means to be a husband. It means mm-hmm. to be a wife. We, because again, we're preparing them to be adults. Yeah, you know, we're raising adults. So the the conversations didn't start when they were eighteen. You know, yeah. the conversation started much younger for us with them. Yeah, and the conversation about marriage, like you implied, didn't happen when they start when they were engaged. Yeah, you know. And then our kids, our girls were looking for men of substance, not just men that would flatter them. Like for our girls, they weren't going to be swept off their feet by a guy that thought she was cute. Mm-hmm. And he'd be in her. She, they knew. Hey, does he have calluses on his hand? Is he a worker? Yeah. Does he does he love his parents? Does he love the Lord? Guy compliments you, and you're like, okay, that's nice, but let's see your resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just she because they were secure. They they weren't they weren't they weren't dependent upon flattery. They didn't need the approval. Yeah, because a lot of times mm-hmm. dads aren't emotionally close to their, their daughters, mm-hmm. and it leaves the daughter vulnerable. Am I pretty? Well, daddy's going to tell his daughter that you're pretty. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I, you know, my my girls to me are beautiful. Yeah. I have beautiful daughters, and I'm and they're pretty girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell them that you're because girls like the validation. Sure. You know, you know, boy, that's a pretty outfit. Boy, I love your shoes. You know, love how you did your hair. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and that sounds kind of silly sometimes, but they're getting that validation. I wasn't like I was every time. You know, waiting at the bottom of the step. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah. know, it, but they had validation. Sure, daddy daughter dates. Mm-hmm. You know, I would my girls. I'd take them on dates, and um, and show them what to expect from a man. This is what a, how a man should treat you. Mm-hmm. This is how a real man treats you. This is how a real man. This is how a real man is. You know, they're kind, considerate. You know, they're gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're 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 not trying to play cool. You know, because even in churches, sometimes the cool guys can get the good girls. Mm-hmm. And and so we 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 want to do our best to influence our daughters to not have an eye for cool guys. Yeah, they can see right through that. And... They don't make good husbands. Yeah. You know, and so you they, 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 they understand that the right type of guy is going to be somebody that's going to work hard, is going to take care of you, is going to love the Lord, where you're not, you don't want to mother your husband, mm-hmm. 
and you don't want to be the spiritual leader of your husband. True. Yeah. So, you know, don't get in a relationship thinking I can change him. Absolutely. If yeah. he's not that already, then mm-hmm. no no bueno. Yeah. And so and all that's going on when they're when they're in their teenage years and reinforcing what kind of guy you're looking for. Now how are you gonna know that when he's fourteen? How are you gonna know it when yeah. he's fifteen? Mm-hmm. How are you gonna know that when he's sixteen? Yeah, they're still developing themselves. So it takes a lot of pressure off us as parents in the sense of them always having to have a boyfriend. Because mm-hmm. they know right now I'm I mean, I like this guy now, and maybe he likes me, but it's going nowhere. Yeah. Because right now we still don't know. Exactly. And so, and then by the time they become adults, you know, and, and, and my wife and I say this often, our children, like even at the age they're at now, mm. they don't need us less. They just need us differently. Mm. My children still need me in their lives now as much as ever. It's just different, mm-hmm. you know. And it's a different it's a different relationship, but it's the, they, it's, they need us the same. You know, and I'm finding parenting our children in their 20s is as much work as oh, it yeah. was when they were teenagers. Yeah. Now it's a whole, but it's a whole, it's more from this side. Yeah. You know, I'm having to do it from more outside looking in. That's why it's so challenging. Yeah. You know, and then, but what happens is, but because we earn that relationship with them in their teen years, we're, we're in their, we're in their, their panel of counselors. Mm-hmm. You know, because they have to choose to let you influence them at some point. Absolutely, yeah, it is their choice. Yeah, you can't and, force that on them, and it has to be earned. And you're talking about off camera. We're talking about underparenting versus overparenting. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the overparenting at times is where you try to micromanage every single emotion, everything they do, mm-hmm. and and everything's a sermon, everything's a lecture. You know, you overparent, and you and you feel, and that, but that that but a lot of times parents do that out of pride. Mm-hmm. We 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 want the product to glorify us. Look how good of a parent he is, or look yeah. how good of a parent she is. Well, you got the greatest kids. Mm-hmm. Our children are not trophies. Yeah, we never try to have the best kids. You know, we never, we never, you know, when, and and they never going to be anyway. They have too much of me in them. So, <laughs> uh, you know, they 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 would get some demerits here or there and whatever else. And it's not about us anyway. Sure. And and so we weren't trying to raise trophies. You know, we weren't gonna. We didn't try to have the best fifth grader or the best thirteen year old or the best sixteen year old. You know, uh, we want them to be what they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Now, whether people thought they were the best or not mattered little to us. Yeah. So we didn't overparent them in that respect, where it was to try to impress people, and and because you know we we're just it's just a checklist, and you overparent everything, and everything's a crisis, and everything's, you know, I, we have parents that I that I counsel now they get so stressed out over everything. Yeah. And then because they're overparenting, and and it's just and you crowd your kid, mm-hmm. and and you know you squash the kid, and and it and it and it backfires eventually. Underparenting is where you know they disengage with the process. Yeah. Well, I, you know what I my parents made me do this, so I'm not going to do that, and and they try to get too psychological. Yeah. Everything's psychological, and uh, so one side is incredibly practical. Yeah. The other one's too psychological. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Too yeah yeah too 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 intrusive mm-hmm. to not intrusive. Yeah. And and you know that's where they they underparent and realize no my kids still need me as a parent. Yeah. They still need to hear no. Mm-hmm. They still need to be able to handle no. You know, when our daughters were 17, 16, John Mark, when he was 17, 18, still in my house, mm-hmm. I felt as comfortable telling them no yeah. as I did when they were four. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, we, we were never going to be afraid of our children. Mm-hmm. We were never going we to be held hostage to a fear of losing them. Yeah. You know, but again, that but goes back to building those relationships. Yeah, you've, you've done those steps. And so they yeah. knew dad... They, they knew dad was going to say no at certain things. Mm-hmm. They knew it. You know, I'll give you an example. There was a situation where 
um, and I won't go into the nuts and bolts of it, but where, let's say, Sarah, where she was had a struggle. We, we transitioned from a, a ministry before I came to uh, Frederick, mm-hmm. the ministry we transitioned from. It was a big, it was, uh, we only were there for a couple of years, and, and the youth group environment was, it was, it was way too much. Mm-hmm. The, the, the young people didn't have a relationship with their parents mm-hmm. uh, very well. They weren't close authorities. It was a whole culture. It was a subculture. Oh, okay. And, and it, was a, it was an underground subculture. These teens knew how to buffalo all their parents and adults, and what was going on was really bad. Mm. And so we, we recognized our kids getting, our girls getting sucked into that, so we, we pulled them out of that. Mm-hmm. And now they still were engaged in some activities and stuff, but we, we were hands-on with our children as far as um, what we were knowledgeable what was going on. And good thing we had good relationship, good communication. Mm-hmm. Well, when we moved away, uh, Sarah had uh, the last couple months. She become kind of popular among some of the kids there, and without being a bad girl. Just they began to like her a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so when they left, you know, there was a boy especially that had an eye for her, and a couple other kids that were always calling when we moved away, and uh, and trying to. And, and at this point, Sarah had her own little phone. It was a simple phone. It wasn't a big smartphone. It was yeah. a. But they, you know, when we always had good relationship with our kids, we knew what was going on, and they kept. They kept putting pressure on her, and 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 uh, and, and and I told Sarah, "So look, honey, these these kids up there, you're gonna have to let them go. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're they they don't care about where you're at with the Lord. They don't care about your relationship with your family. They just they miss a friend, miss somebody that they want to continue to have that fun time with. Well, you know, and it was an emotional time because we were in transition. Yeah. So she was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So I finally said, "Honey, the neck." And there was a boy that he 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 tried to call. Mm-hmm. And I said, next time he calls, I said, I'm, I want you to give me the phone. And so she said, what are you going to say, Dad? <laughs> yeah. I said, well, you know what I'm going to do. He said, you know what I'm going to do. And yeah. I said, and she said, okay. Yeah. So, but she, she let me do it. Mm-hmm. So he called, and she, she handed me the phone. And I said, hi, how are you? This is Brother C. <laughs> and he was like, because he wasn't supposed to be calling. Yeah. Oh hi sir, hi sir. <laughs> <laughs> so and and but I was nice, and yeah. I said, look, I said, and I, I won't go into the whole conversation, but essentially I told him, I said, look, we we're gone, you know, we're moving forward, and um, you know, you know, not say you guys can't still be friends, but like right now, we just need to move forward, and we need to keep, you know, and 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 I was very nice and kind of, but on no certain terms said this stops, mm-hmm. and you know, and now now she was like I think sixteen at the time, yeah. But again, we weren't afraid to parent our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they need us different. They don't need us less. They just need us differently. And it worked out, you yeah. know, and we worked her through that process. And, um, but, you know, a lot of parents probably would have been, well, I don't want to lose her. We're in transition yeah. and would have allowed that danger to continue to develop. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she thanks me for that now. Yeah. The adult version of our children didn't didn't love it at the time. Oh no, yeah. no, no! But now the adult version of our kids were like, "Dad, thank you, Mom, thank you, that you loved us enough you'd fight for us." Mm-hmm. And there were times you were willing even to risk our relationship with you to hold us accountable to what we knew was right. And you know, it's endeared them even more to us. Yeah. And so now, you know, they're in their adult, more in their adult lives. Um, you know. We're very blessed that they have chosen to have us as part of their counseling team. Yeah. When they're making decisions now and they have stuff going on, they'll give us a call. Yeah. And so we now we play that role. Yeah. So we're not initiating, mm-hmm. you know, because again, you got to be. We're kind of more outside looking in, and but you know, we, but 
we, you know, we're blessed right now that they are reaching back. So the title of this may be like helping your child transition to new phases of life, but ultimately it's kind of a misnomer. Basically, our conversation has gone. You got to go way back. You got to. It starts in their childhood. Oh, and yeah. It's, it's a. Yeah. It's a. It's their lifelong process where you don't wait till your your kid's a teenager. You don't wait right, till your kid right. is. Hey, brought somebody home. You know, like, hey, dad, <laughs> this is doofus. You know, yeah, yeah. no, that's not when you start worrying about it. You start worrying about it way back when. Yeah, you're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. and this is gonna be a help to me. Be a help to so many other people around the country. Um, you know, as they start with young and hopefully raise their children to serve the Lord. So, Amen. All right, make sure you check out our other videos on YouTube and make sure that you check out our audio-only platforms as well. Make sure that you like this video, you share it with somebody who's gonna use it and uh, be benefited by it. Thank you, God bless.